At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Thursday here on the show, and we got a lot to talk about here today. Do we ever have a lot to talk about? Last night, AEW Dynamite. What'd you think of that main event? Oh, I can't wait to talk about that one here today. Almost as fun as talking about what we argued about yesterday. Oh, yeah, NXT 2.0. Man. I like NXT 2.0, I get it. I like AEW, I get it. Sorry! Well, we'll talk more about Ring of Honor as well, because we have news on that. And there was an interview with Adnan Verk, talking about his uh, time in WWE. Remember they hired that guy to be the lead announcer who didn't know anything about wrestling? Yeah. We'll talk about what he thought of that. Halloween Havoc ratings from the Wednesday night show, that horror of a show. It turns out it did pretty well, and uh, the demos were good. We got uh, a lot of other things to talk about as well, but I want to start off today with best wishes to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was set to undergo surgery after being diagnosed with prostate cancer. In an Instagram video with his wife, Deborah, 67-year-old Duggan announced he'll be undergoing cancer surgery on Friday. Duggan said the situation has been going on for a couple of months. It's something he's been living with and getting ready for. He says, you know, Deborah and I, we always share the good times with you, but today we got to share some bad times. I've been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I'm having surgery tomorrow. Actually, it's been going on for a couple of months now. Deborah and I have been living with it and getting ready, but the reality is here, and I'm going down to Charleston tomorrow to have my cancer surgery. I know you've been thinking and praying for me uh, since the last surgery. Please think of me this Friday as I go get my cancer surgery down in Charleston. Deborah will keep keep everybody updated. I want to take a break from social media. Thank you for all the thoughts and prayers. We'll see you down the road with the grace of God and the skill of the doctors. Love you. So best wishes to Hacksaw. Talk more about this later on. Tons to get into back in a moment.
Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Yeah, do I like scared? No. Here in my Tiny Toons shirt. Come at me, you nerds. All I've had to listen to the last couple of days. Oh, how dare Brian like a wrestling show? How dare he like anything on NXT 2.0? Oh, Oh, how dare Brian like that main event of Dynamite? Killed the business. That's all he's heard. Uh, all day, all night. You should see my phone. I can't wait for the Lance show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, I got some. Yeah. Pardon me for uh, for being a sucker for holiday-themed shows. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. I remember yes. you were a big how, fan of Mick Foley. How dare they wear Alfred? costumes? Kill the business. I remember you were a big fan of Alberto Del Rio on Raw when he hit Mick Foley as Santa Claus in the car. I remember you were a big fan of that theme show. When what? Remember that? No. Alberto Del Rio was was turning babyface by hitting Mick Foley in a car. He hit Santa with his car. Remember that? You're a big fan of that. Joke. Well, first off, I want to know why Dom hasn't turned the music off yet. That's another matter entirely. Because <laughs> he wants us to go into Twitch hell here with the whole thing being muted. Is this rant better with music in the background? Am I like New Jack here? Actually, Super with that controversial. Song, yes. With that song, yes. Okay, so listen. Last night, they had a dynamite show. And uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I got to save that because we should talk at least about the update on Ring of Honor since we went off the air. Yes. All right. So the future of Ring of Honor. Here's the deal, everybody. There's a big story up on the front page. I had most of it before the show went off the air yesterday. Ring of Honor is going on hiatus starting following Final Battle, which is taking place in early December. And the hiatus is scheduled to last through the first quarter of 2022. During that time, everybody, their contracts will be expiring and their contracts are expired. If you're a Ring of Honor worker and you want to work dark tomorrow, uh, talk to them and they'll make it work. That is what I've been told. Everybody is still committed to doing the November tapings, which I think are coming up this weekend, and the final battle pay-per-view. Other than that, whatever you want to do, talk to them, and they'll they'll work to figure out a way for you to do it. Now, the wrestlers will continue to be paid. If you're on, if you're getting a paycheck in October, you'll get a paycheck in November. You'll get a paycheck in December. When your contract expires, uh, some of them are expiring at the end of the year. Some of them are expiring early in 2022. That's it. You're no longer under contract. The idea is that they are going to basically become, and this is a term that's been used many, many times, but they're actually going to be a glorified independent promotion. They're going to be running shows. They will book whoever's available. They will put those shows on Sinclair. So if you watch the show, wherever you watch the show, there will be Ring of Honor shows during the shutdown as well. During the shutdown, they'll do best of, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think they're going to start taping probably WrestleMania weekend. And then they will uh, be putting those shows on television. So obviously the problem with no wrestlers under contract, it's the same problem if a GCW, for example, got a show on Sinclair. You got a GCW champion, WWE raids them, you're uh, SOL. So I don't know how they're going to have a champion. I don't know how they're going to have, like, these people are just, they'll be available. So, you know, your best bet would be to take a, uh, let's say that, uh, you know, Filthy Tom is working for New Japan Strong. Ring of Honor could uh, conceivably make Filthy Tom the 
a Ring of Honor champion because if he is under contract to New Japan, he's not going to go anywhere else. So you're going to have to focus on a champion that is signed somewhere, but that champion will not be signed to Ring of Honor. And if, for example, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler was signed to New Japan and he was your Ring of Honor champion and you're going to run a TV taping, but New Japan Strong has a taping that day, you may be SOL with your champion. So it's going to be something. And the talent was told the company will continue. So if you want to continue being booked by Ring of Honor, you will be booked, but you won't be contracted. And I guess we shall see. But Sinclair has not canceled the television program. Sinclair is, it's, they still own Ring of Honor. And the word is that the company is going to continue. Although obviously those of us who have lived through the demise of many promotions, I mean, the talent in WCW was told the show was going to continue, and uh, it did not. However, if you also followed that story, I mean, it was pretty clear to myself and Dave and others that this talent is being lied to. I have seen no indication that the Ring of Honor talent is being lied to. I believe that what they were told is what the higher-ups in Ring of Honor believe, and so hopefully there will continue to be a Ring of Honor, but it will not be the Ring of Honor that we have known over the last 20 years. What it morphs into, we shall see. Any thoughts yeah, on this, Mike? Not very rosy and shiny, for sure. I mean, how do you even plan to restart a company when you don't have anybody under contract? You know, how do you... One thing's for sure, championship belts and storylines are going to contract big time because... How can you have a bunch of title belts that are on people who aren't under contract to your company? How do you have storylines when you don't know who's going to be there? You know, even if somebody gives you notice, you know, a couple of weeks, look, if AEW needs them now, it's now. And maybe they feed you somebody because we need to take this person now. But it's just, it puts you in a bad spot. And it's, there's a lot of names, you know, and pe names people, you know, the the Tracy Williams of the worlds, the Mark Haskins, uh, the, you know, Dak Draper, who, I, you know, he was in WWE for a short period of time uh, in developmental, but he hasn't really kind of broken out. Does he go as a package unit with Quinn McKay, who I think is probably going to be in somewhat of demand? It's There are a lot of question marks and you know, unfortunately for a lot of these folks, their their job status is up in the air and there's a lot of people who and I'm sure we're going to get into it over the next couple of weeks and couple of months. Like, where does a Joe Hendry, you know, show up again? Where does a Kenny King and a Rhett Titus, guys who have been around for a while, guys who don't fit certain, you know, looks and modes like, you know, Beer City Bruiser and Shane Taylor, it's. There are a lot of question marks, and this can be again. It could be beneficial for the independent promotions themselves, but it's bad for everybody because, other than AEW and WWE, nobody was offering the type of security that Ring of Honor had, and I think even even more than AEW in some cases for some of these people that just the, the amount of security is not there anymore. And God knows what that TV show is going to do too, because it's not like Sinclair has got a lot of, a lot of the content they produce for their digital substations and their original programming is very, very cheap. And if they are willing to just want to have one or two matches and then take a couple things out of the vault to cut costs, it's, 
again, it's it's going to be really interesting. And if Ring well, of Honor does come back, and again, whatever form it's going to be, it's amazing how many lifetimes and how many different looks of Ring of Honor we've really had over the years since 2002. Well, people on the chat here, oh, Ring of Honor's dead. Listen, the old Ring of Honor that had contracted wrestlers and everything, that is dead. But how people asking, how does it continue? I explained it. Imagine if PWG got a deal with Sinclair. That's what we're talking about here. Like, what happened with PWG's tag team champions is the same thing that could conceivably happen with the Ring of Honor. Their last tag team champions were MSK, and they got signed to WWE. WWE wouldn't let them go drop the titles, and so the titles were vacated. That's what's going to happen. But it's not like you can't do what they want to do. GCW does it. Ring of Honor, or uh, PWG, Black Label Pro, all yeah, of these, indie. Yeah, every well, indie in the world, that's how this is run. That's why I said it's a glorified indie. It is It is going to be the largest, I don't know if I should say the largest indie, but given that they're going to have national television, you could argue, it will be the largest pure independent promotion. But it's going to be an independent promotion, and it can survive as an independent promotion. There will be problems. You're going to lose your champions here and there. But like I said, if you work with a champion who is signed to another company that WWE or whoever cannot raid, you can have your champion. So it can work. It'll be different. But the company is not dead. Just like GCW is not dead because they have no contracted talents. Or PWG is not dead because they have nobody under contract. It's just different. Stick around. Back to moments. Observer Live. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Semper Vivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. You know, we didn't talk about... We were we were thinking of having Dr. Keith on today, but he's going to come on tomorrow instead. We've got a lot to get into here today. Plus, he's got some shows coming up. and He does. I think tomorrow will be a better show with which to promote the immediacy of these particular shows plus you know it gives him a day to marinate over some of the things we're talking about because as that person mentioned in the chat right before we went to break how can roh function as a as a super indie well it's same simple. way everyone else does including like aaw has to do when they have their champions or you know a guy like freddie ahai and you got guys like you know josh alexander and mance warner and all these people who have duties elsewhere so we can get into that tomorrow you know get his vision on it as well think about this i keep bringing up my friend filthy because i want to see him do well so that i can later take credit for all of his success but oh, yeah. so you got to think too that this if you're a fan of wrestling you could potentially argue that this will be better for you as a fan in the sense that if you are a ring of honor and you've got 20 people under contract and there are your filthy Tom Lawlers and whoever else out there that are working indies all over the place, but you're not necessarily going to bring them in because why would you focus on someone who's not under contract when you've got 20 people that are under contract? When you have no one under contract, literally all you do is you just make the best matches you can for every set of tapings. Who's available on this given day from anywhere in the world that is available to work your show? as opposed to having to, to concentrate on these individual people right here. It is possible that when they don't have anyone under contract, and because they have a deal with Sinclair, Sinclair was not funding... Think about this. Ring of Honor was not being provided the funding by Sinclair to make them competitive with WWE and AEW, right? Right. But... Who's to say that Sinclair is not going to fund them to be more competitive than any other indie? 
right. it's possible that they will have the pick of anybody who is not signed with WWE. You even you you potentially depending on how this whole thing falls out. I mean, you could have a John Moxley who is who is able to work indie dates if he wants to. I mean, Ring of Honor might have a taping and John Moxley's available, and AEW gives him the okay. All of a sudden, you got John Moxley doing ROH shows. I mean, there's the potential here to have a a far bigger pool of talent to pull from than the smaller number of people that they once had under contract. So we'll see how it falls out. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to be better. I mean, in a lot of ways, especially where the talent's going to be worse because you've gone from a guaranteed check every month to, you know, you're you're even you know, you're having to hustle for dates again. But uh, in terms of like shows and matches and et cetera, I mean, you you as a fan may enjoy the final product more than you did before. Well, there's going to be so many moving parts to this. You know, how many days of TV or weeks of TV do they decide to shoot at one time? Does that change how you look at your roster or your storylines? Are they all going to be, you know, based, you know, in a month because that's how many shows you're going to tape? Could there be a situation where we come around to the first quarter of the year, we get closer to April and they go, okay, we're good with like six people under contract that we want you to build around. It is conceivable. It is within the realm of possibility that could happen. There is a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot they're going to have to do to figure out how they want to reimagine themselves. So there's a long way to go before April and there's going to be a lot going on obviously as well. So Again, we're just going to have to see, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this somehow, some way works out the best for everybody. Although it's, it, again, it's still tough, you know, 24 hours later to believe that it can be. Dude, these people, they're like, why if Sinclair didn't invest in them before, would they invest in them now? Oh boy. Bro, let's do a little bit of math here. Bandito, I believe, was making 150, or maybe it was Roosh, one of them. Hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. They were they were paid by they were under contract for hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay. Yep. So they were essentially paying this guy three thousand dollars a week every single week, whether he worked or not. Okay. Now, let's take that guaranteed and that's one guy. One guy. Okay. So I don't even know what they were paying out in contracts every single week for 52 weeks, okay? But get any indie promoter on here and say, what is your budget for one show? And you do the math. What Sinclair was paying Ring of Honor to run that show, if you gave that to any independent promoter, I mean, dude, they'd have they'd have money flow coming out their ears. It's a totally different scenario to be paying all of this contra- uh, these these talents a contracted every single week payout compared to, hey, we're going to run a taping once a month, and this is the budget. If they have to do a taping once a month and they're given the budget that they were given once a month for Sinclair, I mean, bro, they can book anybody. But the reality is they're not going to need anywhere near that kind of money to do what they're doing here. So it's not even a fair comparison to go, well, Sinclair wasn't, yeah, Sinclair wasn't financing them in a way to be competitive with AW and WWE. But in terms of the money required to be a PWG or a GCW, they'll be made way more than they need to do that. It's it's basic economics here. It's basic thugonomics. <laughs> Word life. what it is. 
Has anyone asked you, and I'm sure they have, to write the death of ROH yet? I'm sure somebody has popped up and wanted to say that. Um, I, when you, I, I had made a list going into before last year's WrestleMania, before COVID. You know, I started keeping track of some of the things that was that were going on with Ring of Honor after the Elite and after the Madison Square Garden show. And those are the two things that everybody points to or wants to point to to go, what killed the Ring of Honor? And the fact of the matter is COVID and Sinclair are going to be, you know, that those are the things, unfortunately, that may end up killing Ring of Honor. But when you look at the, the luck that Ring of Honor had with injuries and controversies and things that just not going right, Oh my God, it's 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 terrible. Like we talked about New Japan with COVID and the wrestling gods, Brody King multiple injuries, uh, the, the NWA relationship going bad, the, the bully Ray and Velvet Sky coming in, having an issue with a fan, Mark Davis getting hurt, uh, pay per views not doing very well, the Kelly Klein Joey Mercury stuff. You had, you know, everybody talks about well, shouldn't they? You know, Matt Taven, they should have put the title on on um, uh, Marty Skrull. Well, my God, you know, you see what ends up happening with Marty Skrull and he was in charge of, you know, he was going to be part of the booking team and, and all that sort of stuff. It was one thing after another, after another with Ring of Honor where they could just never grab a foothold again. And then COVID came in at a time where they looked like they had a real plan. We're bringing back the pure title. Everything was going to restart WrestleMania weekend two years ago and they never got it going and it only got worse. And it's just one of those things, unfortunately with the ascension of someone, there is the decline of somebody else. And we've been watching it for years, you know, come from the eighties of territories dying and we've seen WCW die and this indie pop up and go nowhere. And this it's just it's a it's a rough road, although for many people out there, this is going to have a lot more impact. I think a lot of us olds may be hardened to this somewhat. I've seen people make fun of others for being sad that Ring of Honor is going away. But if you became a fan in the early 2000s and you were like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, especially if you're on the East Coast in the mid-Atlantic when it started to, to get big or you were really looking for something to fill your your ECW Jones after that went away, man, you went into Ring of Honor and you've been sticking with Ring of Honor. There's been a Ring of Honor for 20 something years now. So I don't I don't feel sad. I you know, I have no jokes and, and I have all the sympathy in the world for those people who are really like legitimately sad their favorite wrestling program and promotion might go away. I know some of you think that I'm no good at math, but clearly some of you are clearly no good at math. Let's just do two examples here, okay? Let's say you're a guy that was making 50 grand a year working for Ring of Honor under contract, okay? You're making about uh, $4,000 a month, all right? $4,000 a month, whether you did anything or not, okay? Now you're no longer under contract. And you're out on the indie scene. And let me tell you something. You ain't making 4000 a shot on the indie scene, okay? Some of these people may be making like 500 a shot on the indie scene. So Ring of Honor calls you and they go, we got a taping coming up. And uh, we'll give you two grand for this taping. Bro, you're jumping on this opportunity. Yeah. Yes. And they saved $2,000 on you. Let's talk about uh, whether, I think it's Roosh, all right? He was making $12,000 a month from Ring of Honor. He will no longer be in a Ring of Honor contract. You think if Ring of Honor calls him and says, bro, we'll give you $5,000 for this weekend to come in. 
dude, that guy's jumping on that opportunity. And they saved themselves $7,000. So if you think the math doesn't work for this thing to survive as a super indie, think again. If you think that, oh, they weren't financing uh, them before, they ain't going to finance them now, bro, half the budget. And most of these guys are going to be making double what they make anywhere else for any shot. How's that for some math? And the problem with Sinclair, to me, it was it was how they promoted it. it was, there were a lot of problems with Ring of Honor that have nothing to do with Sinclair that, you know, maybe could have been fixed or, or could have been changed, you know, get some fresh eyes in there to, to look at some things, see how you market yourself. But that didn't happen. All right. Stand by, everybody. AW after the break. Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper BB, also WrestlingObserver.com. Want to note that the Halloween Havoc NXT show that I was ridiculed for liking, 746,000 viewers, up 23.1%. Tied the show's second highest viewership since it was rebranded. Oh, man, 18, imagine disappointing that many people, Brian. Can you imagine 18 that? 18 to 49, a .18, up 28.6%. They had a lot of strong competition, still did well. Biggest increases, people 18 to 34, up 62.5%. How dare I like it? Uh, Males 12 to 34. such a low number anyway. (laughs) Males 12 to 34, up 75%. 
Males 18 to 49, up 18.2%. Oh, God, I love it. Now, all of a sudden, you shop at Walmart and eat McDonald's hamburgers. Hey, you know another one, by the way? I don't, oh, look at this. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I can tell you this. Remember on Saturday when uh, WWE decided they were going to randomly air SmackDown on Fox, <laughs> going head-to-head with uh, Dynamite on, yeah. uh, on TNT? Dynamite smashed them in 18 to 49. <laughs> and SmackDown was on Fox. Oh, I wonder why we didn't hear about that from the uh, usual peanut gallery on Twitter. Anyway, so last night was Dynamite. I thought it was a very, very good show. And obviously the most controversial thing, as it turns out, it's the main event in the Elite. Put, Who wait, would have wait ever thought? Put controversy in quotes there, because I can't believe anybody is going to be that upset about this, except for the usual suspects that want to be upset about everything. It can't be a real a real controversy, can this? Can is this really a controversy, brother? You're turning it into one. I know you. I wish I you're uh, looking, bro. I wish there was no controversy. You should, bro. I haven't been able to look at my phone in the last three hours. I'm afraid to even. It's 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 like hot. You ever had a hot iPhone? That's what my iPhone's doing right now. I have to charge it regularly. So it was a multi-person match. It was the. Uh, Dark Order versus the Elite. Uh, do I need to say who was on each team? It was Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Colt Cabana against Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. This was a Halloween edition of the show, so everybody came out in costumes. And and uh, it's too much for some people. A lot of people, actually. Could not get past the costumes. Oh they couldn't God. get past them to the degree that it's now my fault that they all wore costumes. So the elite came out as the Ghostbusters, and accompanying them was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and I knew instantly, and I couldn't wait. So then the Dark Order came out, and they had these various costumes and everything like that, and I mean, you know, Jim Ross, he couldn't even hear Proton Pack. I mean, he was out of his mind. He was furious. And, uh, in fact, they wore their proton packs. They used them as weapons. And uh, I thought the match was wildly entertaining because I'm a horrible person. Oh, and God. it built... You're a victim. It built... It built I, I was a victim today, brother. It built to the big spot where out comes more Dark Order members. And one of them is wearing a horse costume. And so, of course, you, the viewer, are supposed to think that the horse was Hangman Adam Page. And so the referee takes a bump, and the elite gets a hold of the horse, and they start branding this poor horse. And they hit the four-way BTE trigger, and they kill the horse, and they pull off the horse's head, and it's Brandon Cutler. And of course, if you were in the crowd and you didn't know where this was going, all of a sudden you knew. And the elite gets taken out. And all of a sudden you just see Matt Jackson facing the camera. He's practically in tears because he knows too. And standing behind him is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And this Marshmallow Man takes off his hood. And it's Cowboy Adam Page. And this building went haywire it was the biggest pop of anything on the show by a wide margin and this dude dresses a marshmallow man he runs wild and he kills them 
and and he kills Kenny Omega with whatever his finish is, where he sit down, his pile driver finish, and this the building shaking. And of course, then uh, Grayson comes off the post with this huge moonsault. He wipes off everybody outside. This place is going crazy. And uh, and everybody's beloved John Silver ends up hitting his finish on Matt Jackson, and he pins him in the middle of the ring. Dude, this was awesome. If you didn't listen, here's the thing too: if you didn't like it, like I don't not like you. You're welcome to not like it. Some people couldn't get past the costumes. They thought the whole thing was a mockery. And like, if that's your, that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna argue with you about it. You're welcome to not like it. I love Halloween-themed things. It was a match that built to a high spot, and it the high spot ended up being the guy challenging for the title at the next pay-per-view got by double the biggest pop of anybody on this show, and he killed Kenny Omega. And, bro, I don't think this costs one buy. I'm sure that there are people out there like, that cost my buy. Well, <laughs> when the day comes, we'll see if it costs your buy. But I'm pretty sure that this did not ruin the business. It didn't kill the promotion. It didn't run off anybody permanently. You're welcome to be mad about it. I'm not going to argue. I'm sure people were mad about it. I thought it was great, and I enjoyed it. And at the end of the day, it's my show. You want to know what I thought? I just told you. If you don't like it, fine. I know a lot of people didn't like Halloween Havoc. They're also crazy. But anyway, it was a good show, I thought. No? I mean, I, this is your show. Am I allowed to speak now, boss? Well, it's man? your show too, dude. That's why I stopped talking. You are the oh. worst when it comes to not. I not. I stop talking and then you don't say anything. That's well. Look, we we have not had great. Should cohesive, I point? Not a not a whole lot of great cohesiveness this week. But that's okay. We'll, we'll get that back again. Look, bottom line is, I thought it was cornball. I thought it was overdone. With all of that, it was said, cornball. I well, that's the I'm whole not arguing thing. that. Well, that's one of the whole things is. They're going to do these themes during holidays. This is not a this should not surprise anybody with pro wrestling. I, I can't get that upset about it because the whole thing was built. The whole thing built towards the moment, and that's all anybody's going to remember. And the spot with the pro the proton. There's a lot of stuff where it was like, again, it was too corny for me. I didn't need it, especially at the end of a show. <laughs> again, because this is the bottom line. That show was a great show. I, I thought it was a really great show. And if, if the main event killed it for, if you think that's what killed the show, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because the bottom line is the match built towards a moment. And for as little as I could take the rest of the match, Hangman Page, again, and like Brian said, you saw it coming from a million miles away. And if you didn't see it from a million miles away, it, it was made very obvious to you at the end that when that head came off, it was going to be Hangman Page. And he takes it off, and with the outfit that he's got on, the look at his on his face, the look at Matt Jackson's face as he's turning around, it, it makes it worth it. Is the match a five? The match I could ball up and throw in the trash. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day what you think about this because all anybody's going to remember is Hangman Page and Matt Jackson and that look on his face. And the match that comes up against Kenny Omega. That's all people are really going to, I think, really remember from this and take out of this. And I can't help. If you're looking at this with 1974 eyes, can I say one thing about this? Okay. Sure. So, yes, they came to the ring dressed as the Ghostbusters and they had their proton packs. Okay. 
Bro, if they would have all pulled out their their little things and they crossed the streams and then they all took a bump, I'd have hated the match. I would have absolutely hated it. They didn't do that. What happened was they wore their proton packs. When they got sent into the buckle and their proton metal, pro they sold it. And then somebody rushed to hit them and they turned their back and the guy ran into the proton because it's made of metal. And then they laid all their proton packs on the ground and they did their quadruple power bomb on Colt Cabana onto the, the power packs, and he sold it because it's made of metal. There was nothing in this. There was no, they didn't, like the baby face and heels didn't dance together. <laughs> they didn't do invisible man spots. They didn't cross the streams and then take a bump. Like that kind of stuff to me, <laughs> that would have exposed the, the business. The That's what I was At actually least, waiting for them to do that. You've got a proton pack on made of metal, and every time you hit it, it hurts. Yeah. There was nothing in this match that exposed the business. They just wrestled in costumes. They used the packs as a weapon because they're made of metal. You're really pushing the metal thing a little too hard here. It's not like they were I'm wearing Halliburton. I'm just pointing out. It, they're not wearing Halliburtons on their back where it made it look like, well, they're hitting metal. And it was so – they were selling the fact that, I mean, you're you're taking it a little too far in the defense there. I'm not. It's not as people awful are mad. as your defensive people NXT People are mad about the proton but... pack, but it's not like they did some magic spot with it. Everybody was so worried about Orange Cassidy, okay, because they'd seen him do an invisible man spot and this and that. And I knew that he wouldn't do that stuff. Like, they, they have a certain amount of campiness and corniness that they will do on national television, but they do not do the invisible man. You don't see Orange Cassidy throwing the weak kick and the other guy sells it. He throws a weak kick, and the other guy looks at him and then tries to do a spot and gets foiled. Like, they don't do anything where, oh, my God, I took a bump for someone who you can't see. They do that stuff on the indies, but there is a line that they do not cross, and they did not cross that line in this match. Did they? Am I missing I, something? I think the only line they crossed was the one that the needle that goes between campy and corny. And I think they went over to the corny side. But as far as business killing or this, that and the third, I, you know, again, if you are predisposed to really not like AEW or some of the people involved at this point, I guess that's what's going to get your goat. But here's the other thing, too, with the people that are crapping on Jim Ross. What he's welcome to not like them wearing exactly. Costumes. And the thing is, he doesn't. I know people, oh, he's all bitter and frustrated and this and that. It's like, you know, number one, people forget about the Bell's palsy and all the stuff where it's like he doesn't emote sometimes, it doesn't come out in the way that he means it to. And people take it and they really are then get abusive towards him because of how he may have said something or the, the inflection that wasn't there because he can't. And I think that's annoying. And what I also think is annoying is when. You know, he's got a set of standards and there are things that he is not going to call and he's being asked to call things, but he does not want much like a Gordon Soley or a land or lots of people. They have a certain level of professional where they see themselves where, okay, we're not going to do that. And the business has changed and they, AEW wants Jim Ross to be a part of that, but you cannot expect him to call things that he never would have called before to just immediately go, I'm on board with this. Frankly, that's what Tony Schiavone is there to do, to look around every once in a while and go, this is great. And I'm not even making fun of Tony at all. I'm not doing that. But that's, he's the bridge. You know, Jim Ross isn't the bridge. And I, I, and I know people hate Jim Ross and, and I get, I get annoyed by it. And I know he can be annoying well, to some because he is what he is, but I, the principles that he has and the fact he's in that position and they want him there, I think 
you know, I, I think that means something. It means something to me. The other deal is that his job is to be a credible announcer. Exactly. And that's if it. he doesn't like the proton packs and he tells you about it, that's building his credit. You want Jim Ross to go in there and talk about how cool it is that they're wearing proton packs? Of course he's going to be disgusted with it, not to mention the fact that they're the heels. He didn't mention anything about the babyface's costumes. He buried the heels like they're just such stupid, like, ah, these these ridiculous and annoying. and Cornball and, jerks. And, of course, they get theirs at the end, as always. That's the point, because they're heels. But JR needs to establish credibility. So when he says... You've got to buy this match to see Kenny Omega and the Hangman. It's going to be the greatest championship match in history. If he has credibility and he, and he tells you that, then it means something. If he that's has no his... credibility and he tries to tell you this, it's like Michael Cole trying to tell you something. And that's why his hard sells are still the best. In my opinion, that's one of the reasons they're still the best, is because you can have Excalibur, Taz, anybody else. But when it comes time to sell that thing, I, Jim Ross is still number one. Don't forget tomorrow, a man involved with a glorified indie promotion is going to be on the show. Dr. Keith Lipinski, the doctor of independent glorified wrestling, will be on the show. We'll talk about that and more. And uh, tonight on the Brian and Vinny show, we will do full reviews of Halloween Havoc in AEW since we have not done full reviews of those shows on this show because of a lot of other things going on. But you'll get your fill tonight. We can talk about Serena Deeb, how awesome she is, and all the other great stuff. It'll be fun. She's really awesome. Yes, the Mike. Op the opener last night was awesome. CM Punk and Bobby Fish was awesome. There was a lot of great stuff on this show that was a lot more than the main event, but Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb, no offense to Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb is the best. Serena Deeb, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, hell, throw Hikaru Shida in there. Just the absolute best. One of the best things they have going on in that promotion is these women and now that ruby soho's in it just it's just gonna get better and better and i love it listen you cheapskates this show's free but we have we have paid shows as well where we have like 90 minutes commercial free and fcc free thank god yes and we'll be up tonight the brian and Vinny show you can watch it at video.f4wonline.com that's our youtube channel video.f4wonline.com and if you're top tier you can watch it live 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern tonight. And if you are a not a video subscriber, you can sign up at WrestlingObserver.com. Get the audio of every single one of these shows, plus the audio of every show we've done dating back to 2005. 13,000 shows at this point are available in the archive. That's it, everybody. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, friends and foes, Talk to you next time. Rest in the world. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 